evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you. As always, is Bob live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. I haven't done a podcast in a while. Why? I've been on, you know, sabbatical, enjoying life. And uh, also, I've been without power. And uh, that's something I want to talk about right off the bat tonight with a esteemed guest who keeps us in the know in the local area, you know? When there's something going down and you need to know on the, you know, the twos and fours. My man Kevin Tierney here tonight, live in the lounge to talk about current events. How are you doing, buddy? Good. So no yeah, green, I lost green, power. No green, no green room questions beforehand. Uh, you know, sometimes I just like to dive in. You know, I, I like to just like get right <laughs> in the cut. You know, but um, yeah, I lost power again last night here in the valley, and I desperately want to live where the curve is in Country Hawken. I hear you guys like you don't lose power much. You know, I, uh, I did a story on you losing power. Not you specifically, but uh, when it was a big storm, I usually checked the average map. And I kind of give people a breakdown of where people are without power. Mm-hmm. Then I see you post yourself on Facebook saying, if I lose power more, one more time or whatever. Yeah. So uh, there's definitely an area of the valley loses power every time there's a storm, some portion of it. And then there's portions, not last night, but usually, you know, usually after a big storm, there's parts of Blue Bell that lose power. Conchahawk in maybe one or two spots during a big storm, but there's not a lot of trees left on, you know, at the street. In yeah, they took them down. Yeah. Or the, uh, it's gotten better over the years. I mean, whether you consider taking the tree down and be worth it, but um, Conchahawk doesn't lose power that often anymore. Yeah, so apparently this was a transformer. I don't know. I mean, we just lose power so much. It's just, and like what happens is, Pico said like eight thirty, then nine thirty, then eleven thirty, and the power came back on at one forty eight a.m. last night. Freaked out my dog. I've been up all night. You know, dog's like a emotional like wreck because of the you know the thunder last night. But yeah, we lose power all the time, and I still pay my bill, and I'm I'm pissed. You know, they came behind my house, like, we lost it during a winter storm with ice. For like, you know, three, four days, this maybe be, you know, six, seven years ago. And they came like the next summer and they cut down any tree that was near this one set of power lines. So they did that here in my neighborhood. They cut down trees. But what the problem, I believe, is, is that we have like some sort of old grid or like something with the transformer or something that's like outdated i don't we just always lose power with this one group of people that uh desperately want to know where i live on facebook but they're like bob where do you live i'm like i'm not telling you i mean i'm in there you know what i mean why do i gotta tell you do i have to have like proof of vaccination too you know what i mean like what's the deal but um yeah it's just, it just it's happened so much i think i've lived here for about eight nine years and it's got to be upwards of like maybe 42 times maybe 45 like a lot of times man like sometimes just out of nowhere like if there's an accident we're always losing in power no matter what people hit a pole kind of out in front of the pretzel place a lot all the time and that area will lose power like just for like you know from the pole being hit so you suggesting that we move the pretzel place <laughs> i'm not saying the pretzel place is in, at fault at all i'm just saying that that area germantown has a lot of accidents just yeah. by no statistics but just kind of seeing where people how people lose power on an ongoing basis well yeah i mean so if that is the next great pandemic you know the grid goes out solar flare we're, we're we're screwed man our groceries are gone you know some people are doomsday preppers and we used to think they were nuts 
Uh, what's your opinion on them now? You know, I always feel like I'm failing because I don't have like a basement full of stuff. Like, you know, <laughs> That's a great quote. <laughs> I don't have a basement full of stuff. I know exactly how you feel. It's like if there was a the pandemic started, I actually started. We actually because we I just had a baby on March second of yep. 2020. So I'm like, I'm thinking like, you know, this goes, you know, south. You know, there's no you know, not going to be diapers. It's not going to be anything. You know. Mm -hmm. So I had bought cloth diapers. I uh, I started like you know, every time I would go to the grocery store, I buy like two or three things of water. Yeah. Uh, I started I started filling up because we were anytime we had an empty milk jug, I filled it up with water. I started doing that. Um, but now all that's gone. I mean, it's yeah. Nobody has to start again. I guess you know, faced with uncertainty. In the eyes of the apocalypse, hydration was the first thing that he thought. If you think about it, water would become more people die from like unclean water than anything else. I think, dude, I was listening to that podcast that Rogan did with the the North Korean survivor. I can't remember. It, wasn't it? A, uh, wasn't she lying about all of it now? Really? Is that the truth? I don't know. If it, I, I read the article that questioned a lot of things she had said, and I wasn't sure if I believe what the guy was you know the guy was making some points but i mean it seemed too harrowing yeah from what, the, the, the way she explained it you know like i have to read it i didn't realize that yeah there I mean, was that a was, that was some some terrible stuff but i mean tim dylan shared the link of the article dylan no <laughs> <laughs> uh, can i record this podcast lucy I'm not going to edit this out either, by the way, because this is how it goes here. You know, when you're doing a podcast, uncertain things happen. The, whole, the family's going to return any any minute, about a half hour. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's like Home Alone, the beginning of Home Alone. The pizza guy arrives. Yes. But yeah, losing power sucks. But I mean, like also losing power also makes me think that, yeah, how ill-equipped we are. As You know, I think we have it all by you know our fingertips. But really, I I would lose everything within a month's time. I mean, we wouldn't be prepped at all. And you have to have a grill. You got to have a charcoal grill at that, you know? You have and to I don't have, have food. One. You have to have lives, like something. People who are farmers, people who are like, you know, self-sustainers, that's the way to do it, I guess, because do you, like, I was going to ask you too, because it's like, you know, the report came out last week and obviously like I was driving down Germantown Pike in that bank, the temperature said 102. Do you think that we're inching towards the doomsday clock of, Mother Nature is saying, yep, that's it for you guys. Uh, I don't think humanity will like disappear. I guess when, you know, what happens is if there, when there is that situation is another part of the earth is in a positive state. Like, you know, yeah. this hair used to be green, you know? And then I, you know, then you think about all the like things about, you know, If we stop it, if we try to stop it, slow it, is it, is it, is it, is it, if it's not man-made, all right, by trying to slow down climate change, are we being what we've been considered for the last, you know, thousand years, we're preventing the other area from flourishing? No, I see your point. No, I mean, many would argue that some people said this has happened before and, you know, they, it's kind of wild, but I don't think we could do anything about it at this point. 
I was just thinking how, I mean, people post about it, but we've known about it for a while. I mean, ever since Al Gore came out and was like, listen, everybody. Remember when that happened? Everybody's like, what's he talking about? <laughs> well, if Al Gore is right, it already happened. I mean, his, his but, timeline. But I, I remember, though, being a kid, I think I must have been like, I don't even know, maybe 18, 19. And I was like, they were like the ozone layer. And I was like, what's the ozone layer? Immediately I went to Superman lore mythology. Had nothing to do with that at all. But I mean, like, it was weird. They went from the ozone, they went to, they changed the wording. You know, it's just say, um, I can't think of the terms. They they changed the terms over the years because they weren't necessarily accurate. And now they're at climate change. Well, climate change, Everyone agrees climate change happens. Is this, is that, are we driving it at a rate that has, is unprecedented? Which that's the that's what people people say. Well, oh, you don't believe in climate change? Well, of course I believe in climate change. But can we debate whether man is impacting it or not? Like that's the real debate. That's, that's the debate. It is true. Yeah, I mean, there's different conflicting studies. Yeah, I mean, there's many different ways to look at it. But I mean. But like this, I, I, I still you know, drive a gas car. You know what I mean? Like I'm a conscientious person, but I still drive the gas car. Like I'm trying. What I'm trying to say is, like, even though you know, it's, it's just it's hard to uh, to stop something. I see your point. Yeah, it's like inevitable. Like even if it is mankind's fault, like how do you stop that? It's like if you're inching towards extinction, like who are you to stop it? Well, then yeah, I look at the prices of. River, uh, you know, oceanfront properties in in Florida. I saw an article a couple weeks ago. How there's yeah. no more there's no more mansions to buy in Palm Beach. So all these mansions are being you know financed by banks. But people study you know every issue that possibly happened to these homes you know the properties that they're financing. Right. Mm-hmm. If they believed it, why would they ever sell the house? So whatever they're there, whatever they're being told, wow. they don't believe it. You know. Mm-hmm. Why would they finance a house for 30 years for millions of dollars if they think the Palm Beach will be underwater in 20 years? You know, I don't know what the dates are, but <laughs> yeah, it's what how much how much are the houses <laughs> now in Palm Beach? Are they still expensive? Like there's already dip down there? Yeah, I mean they're still, you know, they're still multi-million dollar properties. It's wild how the stock, you know. Even like just some areas around here that I thought would never like, you know, come around or like have like all the lands going. There's going to be no land in like 20 years, like any little property out here in Bluebell, Plymouth meeting, like we're coming for it, you know. And all the houses are like ugly looking, in my opinion. What's up with this like Lego Monopoly look we're going for? You know what I'm talking about? No. All the houses look like they're from like the Monopoly board in a way, like this Lego like manufactured almost like barn of the future look people know what i'm talking about who are listening out there they're like what but i don't know so like in my neighborhood which i'll never reveal where it is you know sorry facebook groups it's not near the pretzel factory <laughs> <laughs> i cannot so everybody sm- knows I cannot smell he does not live barbecue. near the pretzel place when mission barbecue first opened up i could smell it, like i could smell it every day and well, first, they had the truck running every day, every you know, cooking day, it. every day cooking. And at first I was upset, but then I had it and I loved it, but my wife doesn't care for it. So I never get it. And I don't even go there for cheat meals just probably because of the way it's all set up. You know what I mean? They need a little, yeah. they need a takeout there. You know what I mean? A little drive through, but also they tried to have outdoor seating there and they wouldn't let them. Why? 
because it backs up to the neighbors that you know the fence that divides the neighborhood mm -hmm. from the park, parking garage a parking lot sad story so you know it's going in right next to it now uh something probably not t-mobile right <laughs> uh another dispensary the third dispensary in plymouth township uh what's what company is it cure relief no it's um don't worry we're not holding it to you here tonight on the i haven't read an article about it yet. Your assistant's not there. My assistant's not here. It's okay. People, people Jamie, figure it out. Uh, can you look it up, Jamie? Young Jamie. You know, I got to be honest. I, you know, um, I I listen to the podcasts. And lately, since he's been on Spotify, I hear a hissing in the audio that wasn't there really? before. When it was, yeah, totally. It's there. Go back and listen to that episode um, with the North Korean survivor. It's there. It's in the one with... Um, the new one with Miss Pat. I don't know if it's just Spotify, but come on, young Jamie. My computer's like not even a thousand bucks and I can get better audio. When I listen to a podcast, I usually, um, I open it and I minimize it and then I start doing work. And that's so why, you know, actually take in, you know, 30% of it in an hour, you know? Yeah. So what do you do? You speed up the... the. No, no, no. I'm saying I don't, I'm not paying attention the whole time. Oh yeah, it's running yeah. and playing, but I'm not. Some, really some podcasts really captivate me, and other ones, yeah, I'm 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 dipping in and out. But I mean, you know, hopefully you're not dipping in and out here. Listen to the Bobcast live with more than the curve. So tell me, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, <laughs> tell me what was um <laughs> like on your website in the last couple of weeks. What was the most um you know exclusive story? Exclusive or um, provocateur or like powerful. Uh, or most talking uh, a lot about chicken sandwiches recently. Um, you want to talk about chicken sandwiches here? <laughs> Is the chicken sandwich thing going down? When's this chicken sandwich uh, contest going? It ends tomorrow. Okay. And today we did the judging. So right, ends, judges. Ends, ends today, actually, as you should say, because this airs when the chicken sandwich right, competition so ends. <laughs> so it was uh, Monday through Friday. And uh, so the, the restaurants get, there's 15 restaurants involved. They get a score for how many they sold. For everyone sold, they got to give, donate a dollar to the local food bank. And then today we had five judges try all the sandwiches and uh, combine their scores, and then we'll have some winners. Okay, so where's the chicken sandwiches from, huh? There's, well, there's 15 restaurants in the 19428 zip code. All right, we don't need to name them here because they're not paying any money. <laughs> well, I'll, tell you the, I'll tell you here's the chicken sandwich story of my life is that uh you know when popeye's chicken sandwich came out yes you know i was i was hype on it i couldn't wait to get it went to the one in roxbury to get it and it sucked the manager it was dry chicken. i was like what's up with this dude and like he's like what's the problem and i'm like it doesn't taste right and it was just it was the worst chicken sandwich ever but the second time i had it good but i I can't talk trash on Chick-fil-A, even though that they, you know, want to uh, control the religious uh, cults of America. Their chicken sandwich, in my opinion, is still the best. We were talking today when we were doing the judging about Chick-fil-A. They said, you put a, should have put one in from Chick-fil-A and uh, confuse us. <laughs> it's too good. Well, it's like, it's not that it's so good. I mean, it is good, but it's Chick-fil-A is super consistent. Yeah, that's a like, hard you know, thing. Like you can go to a different McDonald's. Exactly. Like that's a, what that's what happened to me at Popeyes. It wasn't consistent. It was like one of the, you know, the bastard, you know, sandwiches left out for for me, the you know, wanderer. You know, there's so if you, you go to like a I don't know, you find a McDonald's that's actually good, 
And I did the have the, I did have the McDonald's sandwich. I, I thought it was it's dry or something. You know what I mean? They got to stick to the burgers. Their machines don't do the chicken right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, but I grew up. I mean, I grew up. I mean, where I grew up, going to a mall to get Chick Fil A was like the biggest highlight of year. Oh my year, god! Year. Yeah. So, know, we go to a mall like once a year where I grew up. Oh wow! And that was the big yeah. deal. Was there a line? Like you know, before like August, before school, you drive over to Fayetteville, North Carolina, to the Cross Creek Mall, get your all your all your school school clothes. And the Chick Fil A sandwich from like uh, the Angels in Heaven, right? Yeah, <laughs> orange, you know, orange Julius. So uh, where I was from um, in high school, there was an urban legend, and I won't name the guy here on the show, but the rumor was that he got a job working for Chick-fil-A at the Plymouth Mini Mall when the Chick-fil-A was not where it currently is. It was like, for those people who are old, they'll recall that Chick-fil-A was like a long row and an exit. And like, there was like this long stretch of like restaurant style booths you could sit on, right? And the kid worked Mm -hmm. here at this Chick-fil-A and apparently, you know how you put the pickle on the sandwich? Yeah. Well, underneath the pickle, he put a penny once and he served it. And that was like the legend that like people were like, did you know that guy put a penny? sandwich chick-fil-a so before chick-fil-a was even known for like their notorious behaviors in the media for me growing up i was like that's where it all went down man where somebody swallowed a penny hole (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to tag uh or i'll have to send it to him because he probably doesn't want his name going out there for the story but i'm also probably pretty sure that he would probably do the same thing today if he worked for chick-fil-a but yeah, the best chicken sandwich, it all comes down towards like the tenderness of the chicken, right? And then the mm-hmm. way that the, the bun is served, right? You can't just put it on a bun from Giant, you know what I mean? It's got to be like a brioche type style, you know, it's got to be a little maybe buttered up. People don't butter their buns. I don't think they should win this competition today. <laughs> you know? I, 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 the, the pickle, I, I like the pickle flavor, okay. but I don't like the pickle. Let me ask you a question about pickles. You ever have a pickle back? No, I won't eat a pickle. And I love cucumbers. Even pickle juice? No. Uh, you know what a pickle like is, right? No. Shot of Jameson followed by a shot of pickle juice, which uh. basically takes out the whole flame of the Jameson. <laughs> and you think you can take more and more. I haven't done them in like eight years, but I mean, that was the hot item back in the day at the boathouse. One night on a wing at Wednesday with some rich dude with a credit card who was all by himself. He must have bought 32 people at the bar. <laughs> Facts. but pickles yeah they're not for everybody i don't know how i love, the cuc- pick- I love cucumbers I, I, you know what i do like and i don't know if they're probably miller's um nashville hot chicken sandwich have you had that miller's yeah miller's uh, here at the plymouth mini mall not associated with oh, miller, uh, miller yeah, light yeah. or miller ultra light or anything like that um i've ate there a couple times i don't remember what i had oh dude they just added to the menu it's so good but have you ever been to nashville and had one of those hot chicken sandwiches I've never been in Nashville. Oh my God. The food, like that was, they would win this competition hands down. Chicken's hard to cook, as you said, with the consistency, which makes me wonder what's going on back there behind the scenes at Chick fil A. Is there somebody back there just with the clipboard, just like checking boxes, being like consistent, consistent, consistent? Well, I think those kind of places, I mean, the equipment is built. I don't know this, but I always assumed that they get the chickens in, you know, whether it's fresh or frozen or whatever. They put in a thing that's already built to do the specific amount of time. There's no way really to mess it up. 
So when I was a DoorDash driver, I, I guess I technically I still am a DoorDash driver. Once a driver, always a driver, right? You can't really quit the business. <laughs> you used to uh, become privy towards the back door of Chick-fil-A and just see how many buns they would go through in a day at the mall. It's crazy, man, you know? And when you look at the buns, right? You got the plain buns, and then you got the sesame buns. Don't ever buy the sesame buns. <laughs> they look terrible by themselves, you know what I mean? They put it on like all the club versions and stuff. Just go with the regular one. Sorry, I'm standing up for bread right now here on the potty curve cast. So I hope the winner um, considers being a sponsor here on the on the show. <laughs> I'll talk about chicken sandwiches for at least 10 minutes every episode. And yeah. if they are that good. Yeah, every episode. I'll try to figure a way to have 10 minutes of commentary that's new each time for four weeks about chicken. It would help, too, if I could eat the chicken for free. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, Southern Cross Ch- uh, Kitchen in this? Oh, they are. Yeah, they used to have a really good um, country-style chicken meal back in the day. I haven't been there in a while since I had a kid. You know what I mean? It's too hard. We've been going to the boathouse lately, though, representing Country Hawk, and I love the boathouse, man. Those little booths. Yeah. Yeah, they're the best. Do you concur? Hey, I used to uh, I used to go to work there a lot, do some work, you know, just need a couple hours to myself. Yeah, it's so nice there place. in the morning. I would go like to brunch afternoon. I go like to the boathouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, brunch. I haven't been there to place in country on fat. Right. Is that good? Everybody's yeah. out there in the streets. They look yeah. like they're having a good time. Is that BYOB? It is. Wow. They let everybody drink like that right out there. It's not dinner. What's it's that? just it's just breakfast and lunch. But everybody's drinking their mimosas. Correct. I can't drink that, man. It's an instant way to throw up for me. You know what I mean? I get acid reflux. <laughs> ain't no brunch for me, man. You know? I had to stop drinking White Claw, okay? Those are the tables. Some of those tables you're using are from the beer garden. How about that? I loan them. I like their font, brunch. Talk about, yeah. we could talk about brunch too, if you like. I mean, it's never been my favorite meal just because it's such a weird time of the day, but as I got older, I started to appreciate it more just because can't stay up past like 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night. You know what's interesting about the meal brunch? So I started the website in 2009. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a single place serving brunch in Conchahokan. The first place to introduce a brunch menu on my advice was 8 East. Wow. And then from there, and they closed relatively, you know, a couple of years or whatever. But every place started serving brunch then. All the bars. East, wasn't that the one that was where Southern Cross was back in the day? Correct. And Toads back in the day. Dude, that's right. Dude, Toads, I used to go play. Okay, the guy Kurt that ran Toads, he used to have these hardcore poker games, right? Mm-hmm. I think they were Wednesday nights, man. Like, I remember, like, it was hot as hell in there because he didn't run the AC. People sweating, you know what I mean? Playing cards, like, back in the... Chris Moneymaker heydays of the early thousands when poker was like having that boom. He was making bank, dude, with like all the kids drinking that um, Sierra Nevada. What was it? Nugget Nectar. Nugget Nectar. Nugget Nectar. I never liked that shit, though, man. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, I had to to stop drinking White Claw because I realized basically it's like a malt liquor. I'm I'm just getting too hyped when I drink White Claw. I could drink eight, nine White Claw and I'm like a maniac. If I had like (laughs) two, three like Miller High Life's, I'm like ready to like watch TV and go to bed. 
but I never drink during the, the fall or winter. I tend to only drink when um, aquatics are involved. You know, think about it. You get overheated, jump in a pool. <laughs> uh, I hope there's a lifeguard around. <laughs> there, there usually is. My kid's learning how to swim right now. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Watching him just desperately try to inch forward towards uh, his goals, you know? My kid went to the bottom with a deep end. He touched the bottom the other day and he was all psyched about it. Remember that shit when you were a kid? Like when it was like, this is it, man. It's all on the line to get this black belt, you know? Like <laughs> I just remember, you know, uh, several moments like that but as an adult it's so hard to like get that you know what i mean i guess the most excitement is like when someone cuts you off in traffic and you go after them or something like that <laughs> do you ever get any reports of road rage i feel like there was wasn't there like a, a truck and a car like out like near the movie theater on ridge a couple years ago and some guy got arrested oh yeah i remember that story so do you archive all your stories? You know, it's, um, they are, they're not necessarily archive. You can find them. Yeah. But if you Google some things, like, like some things I'll Google something, trying to find something I know is there. Mm-hmm. And I'll have a hard time, I'm not sure why, but I'll have a hard time finding it. But I, I eventually find it, but it's, I'm not sure we're doing it the right way. 100%. Yeah, the back door towards Google. How, when did um, More Than The Curve start? I think I asked that the first episode, but. August 3rd, 2009 on East Fifth Avenue. Born and raised on the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. (laughs) Chilling out, Maxon. Do you remember the moment where you came up with the name more than the curve? I do. I was on a, uh, I was working in Berwyn and I was taking the train out there and I came up with the name. And then I waited, I bought it. It expired, didn't renew it. And like a couple of years after that, I bought it again and started it when I quit my job. Oh, well, I didn't quit my job to start more than the curve. I just had some time now. I've tried to um, buy the bobcast.com several times from Bob in Michigan. Bob in Michigan wants like $3,000 for it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm cool, you know, whatever, Bob, <laughs> you know, if you Google search the Bobcast, it shows up me. So Bob, whatever. I'm trying to beat you up at your own game. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you lower the price down, Bob, to, you know, 300 bucks, maybe we can figure something out. You know what I mean? But I'm not paying three grand. Just not. I'm not sure it matters that much anymore because, you know, the domain gets saved in the browser and. Yeah. Also, too, I, just, I, I enjoyed doing this for uh, documentation, too. Like, lately, I've been going back and listening to episodes before I was a dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. What a dick I was, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's cool to like go back and reflect and see like, you know, what I was up to at a certain time, you know, at random. I just found out a couple of days ago that Spotify is randomly pulling certain episodes off of mine. Um, and I can't figure out why, unless there's copyrighted material inside of it that they claim, but there's at least seven or eight that I've noticed in the last like um, month that are just pulled off. But how's that work? So when you upload it, mm-hmm. like Spotify's not paying you to upload it. No, so but there's pop, a distributor so for where, you. wherever you're hosting your podcast from, be it mm-hmm. you know um, Last Casts, you know Podbean, wherever you know, 
you then have the option within Podbean to share it to these channels automatically. It's just, you know, the click, click of the button. Spotify recently was added to a lot, but a lot of podcasts can't, can't get on there because they don't really have video function yet, except, mm-hmm. except for Rogan. But I like the, you know, I like Spotify, but that's how it works. And like, you could, and like, and then any, like, I, I get so many crazy emails or like, you know, like weird websites being like, your show's featured here. And like, I click the button. And it's like all my episodes, they've done like their own HTML code, like, you know, widgeting with it. They want me to like click on it and like, you know, help. It's weird, man. So weird. You know, you there's know a lot of robots. Know. There's a lot of bots that just go through and do that kind of stuff. I know it's crazy, man. If you would have told somebody 25 years ago, there'd be bots and not robots. They'd be pretty pissed. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> They'd be like, what? No robots? What's bots? <laughs> it's the worst, right? I remember when it first started happening, like thinking like, no way. Telemarketers start using 610 area codes. No way. How do you feel about that stuff? Well, I'm in the unfortunate position as I sell advertising. So I answer <laughs> every call with a local number, you know? Uh-huh. And even the ones that are you know, not their 800 number or something, but like I answer every call pretty much. And it's just amazing that, you know, I don't have any student loans. So I get that call all the time. You know, I don't need my car extended warranty, my, you know, all the common ones. But it's amazing how many calls I get that where it just makes like a beeping noise and then it hangs up. Oh, that's all the, that's all the FBI watching you and stuff. Are, you? Are they watching Watch me now? I soon said. As I said that, yeah, it's, it's in there now. I didn't say FBI, I said FBI is come. <laughs> and like you know ibm 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 <laughs> it does it does um frequently i remember you telling me this once before that you were getting um bugged so and then and then there's the um you know the i get a you know i get probably 10 press releases sent to me every day from various pr companies and other kind of strict straight from the company mm-hmm and I, I created a standard response now. So I, I feel like I should read them because there might be some kind of connection to Concha Hawkins or Public Meeting or Lafayette Hill or something. Yeah. To make it, I feel like the person was smart enough to you know, learn what my site was about and go, this press release should be sent to this guy, right? So I read it. There's nothing to do with anything I do. So I send back that anymore, I charge $5 per press release if there's no connection to the, my, you know, relevant to my publications yeah it makes sense no one I bet you, I bet you be, <laughs> nobody responded about, <laughs> uh, man, i nice. said like three of those I, I, I hit reply and said that like three times today the internet's become such a crazy beast i've given up on trying to to master its arts but I, i've let it go like once people started with the the tiktok i knew that my time had come and i moved on from you know i just can't I can't keep up with that you know it's there's so much like, I don't understand the motivation for a lot of TikTok content. It's voyeurism and it's also like sexuality and it's. No, but it's, it's like, I'm, not, I'm talking about the ones that go like, what's a scene from a movie that could never be played again today? Like who like, who cares? Oh, I mean, that's. There's like comedians on there. Well, I mean, like tower. also, like if you think about it, it's like just a further way for the youth to get away from like what we used to do back in the day. It's basically like charades without like getting together for a game of charades for the kids. And they can be like, look how cute I am, you know? And like, you don't talk that way in real life, you know? Like, 
but whatever. I got in Have trouble. You seen with all the Greta Van Fleet? A, couple, a couple podcasts ago, I got in trouble with some of the the woke nation. <laughs> what did you know. say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, without going into too many details, I mean, I think I just I think that the internet is unfair common ground for artists. Uh, true artists shouldn't have to compete for views or likes or you know talks or ticks like. It just goes against the curve, you know. What I mean, growing up in the the nineties and stuff like that, when bands were being discovered just because they were really good, that doesn't exist no more. It's like how many like page views. It's also why I've been so disheartened with like the like you know I was in the music scene for so long, you know, and even like local music. It's like I still like have a passion for it and want to do it, but I just I resent how music became something that wasn't just about listening to to it or watching it being performed live. It became the Instagram, it became the Facebook, the YouTube videos. It's just too much. One thing that I found interesting about um, music specifically, and like they were popular. I, I, I have heard their name over the years, but I never had heard a song about them that they, you know, never heard them perform. But the whole Greta Van Fleet thing on TikTok mm-hmm. is they have now blown up due to the proliferation of them people sharing a bad performance of theirs. Yeah, is it on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, and people are like people imitate the faces he makes and everything, and uh, it's, it's bad. He blew it. He blew it on there. You know, like, well, that has made him quite famous now, dude. I Everybody watched, that, I watched that live. Good. You know what? Maybe TikTok <laughs> is good. You know what I mean? Maybe TikTok is what we need. Um, but I remember watching that live and thinking like two things: one, the management should have known that they're not ready yet. Because the other band's moving around like they're having a great old time and he's standing there like stiff as a cardboard board. And it's like, you can't emulate Robert Plant and stand there like that. I had seen it before Saturday Night Live like in some of their YouTube footage. And I was like, huh? Because there was like tickets for like Electric Factory show and they were $100 a pop. And I was about to drop it, but I was like, let me see what's going on with these fools. And I looked at their um, YouTube and it's just, you know, he's standing there. So it wasn't just that SNL thing. Well, like... They, I mean, there are literally, there has to be millions now. I'm gonna have to watch people, people imitating him doing that performance. That's great. He puts his head to the side and makes all these funny faces. And it's like, I'm talking, you, it took over TikTok for like a two week period. Is more than the curve on TikTok? Uh, We are, but we really got into it yet. Yeah. It's time consuming now. I mean, I don't know how to do the, create the videos on the phone <laughs> tell me about it i remember i was on there for a hot minute i was like let me see if i could do this and i was like nah i'm out dude i just started using wondershare to create video that took you know edit videos that's cool and wondershare. but you get so you gotta you know you gotta create it you gotta bring it in you gotta change the dimensions you gotta do all this other stuff you gotta download it and then i was trying to figure out how to make the music work with tiktok and just you know you can i couldn't figure out how to properly um make it last through the whole video yeah like I went to the soapbox derby and I put, I can't drive 55 over two kids racing down the street. Yeah. But the music goes out like, you know, halfway through the videos. I didn't know how to make it go all the way through the video. Oh, dude, dude, she's called me dude over here. At the <laughs> podcast. So I'm working on, I'm working on trying to get on, you know, either get so, a younger demo. So I want to, I want, I want to know what you think of this story. So check this out, right? Recently, this was probably, this is last week on Tuesday. I was exposed to somebody who is COVID-19 Delta variant positive. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was like, okay, I'll take a test. And this is the first time I've actually t- 
taking a test because the whole pandemic, I was just door dashing and I was zipping and zapping, getting in and out. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have nobody breathing on me. So I got the 15 to no test. It comes back negative, right? And then um, I find out this guy gets real sick, right? And, and like loses, you know, sight or excuse me, uh, taste, smell, whatever. <laughs> Bird box. I know that'd be terrifying. Actually, I think people would be like, "I'll take the vaccine if you lost like your vision." Sign <laughs> me up. Um, but yeah, like I, I was like, you know, I was supposed to like, attend some like um, events, so I bugged out, and I was like, "I'm just gonna go, you know, do another one just to be safe." Because apparently, these two get real sick. Two negative tests, right? Then um, a party pays for another lab test. Three negative tests. When I say to you, Kevin, that this dude was breathing in my face and also shares the same vaccine as me, the Pfizer vaccine. I can't believe that I didn't get exposed. You know, like I thought for sure that like when I took the first test, I was like, OK, yeah, I'll be positive, you know, but didn't didn't happen. I got um, I've probably been tested four or five times now, but like two, three weeks ago, middle of the night. Friday into Saturday, I woke up and everything I've been told about how COVID feels, mm -hmm. I felt, I thought I had it. And we had a lot of stuff like to do the next day. My kid was going to a birthday party, how they're going to work. Mm -hmm. So I ran out to 15 and no to get tested. That's where I went. And 90 minutes later, they told me that had, um, <laughs> I was negative. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so I was wild. negative. And then the next day, I felt fine. So when I went to uh, the 15th to know in King of Prussia, they were just recently defaced with red spray paint everywhere. Um, ex expletives with uh, COVID-19 is not real, like all written real big on their massive facility there. And I was talking with one of the staff members and I was like, is there any surveillance footage? I would love to see that, you know? And she's like, unfortunately, the old Toys R Us didn't capture it or we didn't get in that, like the right angle or something, but I would love to see that stuff, man. That's when you take pictures and send them to me. How do you feel about Philly uh, offering up, you know, being like, look, we want you to get vaccinated and uh, show us proof before you can come inside? Well, I question that. Not that you should or shouldn't, but I don't remember them ever really there was a whole thing about the database, like there shouldn't be, you know, COVID databases and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But how are they confirming people got the vaccine? Like, there's all this news today about. Well, apparently they, new, they confirmed it with a, new... a nice cardstock piece of paper from, you know, uh, staples <laughs> like that can easily one? be forged. That's my argument, dude, right now. OK, nothing matters. OK, the vaccine doesn't matter right now. People getting vaccinated doesn't matter because the card, the card can there's no hologram on it. There's not even like the paper strip when you look look up through the hundred dollar bill. Because they weren't supposed to track who was vaccinated, was my understanding. Right? Uh, dude, you know, which okay. means so, so that but if you can get a back, but if you can get a backup been... card, if you can get a backup card, how is there not a database of everyone who got vaccinated? I know, right? Like, how so can like... you, how can you prove it if they get a replacement card? Which they were pushing out today multiple ways about how to get a replacement card but there is no data if there is no database of who got vaccinated then it doesn't matter how do they know i mean i know i signed stuff when i went there but i mean regardless though like i'm just 
very the card especially venues music venues they don't care you know what i mean like they flat like people are working the gate for ten dollars twelve dollars an hour and they're going to be looking at card stock pieces of paper that say the person's vaccinated it's not going to make a difference that that to me is like a major you can't put the people at the front of the house in that position is my feel yeah because why would you ever confront anybody it's only going to lead to bad things well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward because, you know, obviously we're entering the school year, fall time. I'm sure people's emotions are going to be heated because, you know, wearing a mask is just not cool, right? I mean, <laughs> somebody yelled at me the other day because I was wearing a mask and I took my mask off and I was like, really, dude? Really? Did you just snicker at me? And he was like, no, nah, man, no, nah, I didn't snicker. And I was at the King of Pressure Mall. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was trying to evoke, you know, just a little emotion just to tell them it's okay i'm wearing the the masks because yeah I, I kind of i said it before in the show i like wearing the mask it was fun for me i like superhero shit dude you know what i mean nobody knows who i am in and out i think it was definitely um you know in the winter we talked you about go outside, this outside when you yeah. go outside and there's a, you have a mask on you're like oh yeah so when i cut my grass now this. when i cut my grass on the lawnmower i uh wear a mask now so that way the shit don't go up my nose and i'll get the allergies you know what I mean? And that's really where it's at, but. But I'll, I mean, I'm not going to rush to wear a mask if I don't have to. Yeah. I mean, everybody should have their own preference. And I think that it's hard to tell people what to do in a place where we've always been told you can do whatever you want to do. It's America, the land of the free and the brave. Right. And then all of a sudden people are like, wait a minute, you're telling me, what, you know, it's like the class. Well, you know, we've always been celebrated up until recently for individualism. And now all of a sudden individualism is considered bad. Well, that means that I'm screwed because, you know, we believe in individualism hardcore here on the podcast. <laughs> and it goes, you know, like, like, you know, like a country like Israel. Yeah. Where, you know, I had a professor in college who used to tell us, you know, what a nation really is. A nation is the people who feel they have the same shared destiny. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, relatively small group of people, they definitely feel they have a shared destiny. I don't necessarily think Americans feel a shared destiny from people across the country anymore. You know, we don't feel like we're in the same boat. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, federal and state law are separate. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I've, I've proposed that before. Split it up. You know what I mean? I mean, what's the, what's the difference? I also if don't we, think, you know, I, I, I think one criticism of you know, the right on this is, you know, the right always argues for more local control. And then they complain when, you know, if they live in a more a left-leaning area, yeah. the left-leaning yeah. elected officials impose local, you know, mandates. Yeah. Which you really shouldn't, I mean, it's, it's, it's that's what's going to happen when you live in that type of area. That's very true. I would be curious, though, to take a, um, are there people who are getting so upset about masks and vaccine mandates? It can't be all right-leaning people. And because I'm thinking about the anti-vax movement just before, when Jenny McCarthy was like the face of it, you know, mm-hmm. about autism, stuff like that. That was a mixed group of people. It wasn't left, it wasn't right. It was a 
kind of like concerned parents who got into this yeah. anti-vax movement. I so it's not necessarily something that has historically, you know who was actually the anti-vaxxers with the um, smallpox? Yeah, I've Vegeta actually been reading about that stuff, yeah. Vegetarians. Vegetarians were the wow. ones who kind of fought it. They actually have at one point in England, I believe, I already read this once, so I could be wrong. You know, there was a law mandating it for children and they actually got it repealed. Wow. Um, because I mean, and that's why, you know, when Fauci was saying stuff like, you know, Fox News, blah, 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 you know, prior time, you know, we all be vaxxed by now, which isn't true. There's always been anti-vax movements for every vax that's come out. Yeah, there's always somebody that's arguing against somebody else. It's the main default here in the, the world, in my opinion, is that people are always spending time being opposed rather than united. It's because we've been given too much, I believe, and we're like self-righteous about it. But listen, I, I hate to do this, but my wife is struggling right now with bedtime. I can hear it going on. This is a live podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you tune in to the chicken results on Kevin's website listed here below it's always a pleasure buddy i think this is the third time you've been on the show right second all right so that means you got one more to go until there's a trilogy of sorts <laughs> i really appreciate it my name's bob and this has been another episode of bobcast <laughs>